It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself, what would kids do? Then pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends, and we are once again reunited thanks to the Dodgers being off tonight or last night. Uh, Jeff Snyder, Baseball Essential. Jeff, I know we get to hear each other when we listen back to the episode, but you know it's a little bit different when we do a split episode. Yeah. Uh, I propose that we, from now on, stop pretending uh, about what day we're recording this and just accept the fact that we're always recording it the night before people are listening to it. Yeah, yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's a minor infraction. Yep. So you are listening to this on Friday morning. We are recording it on Thursday night. So if we say tonight, we mean Thursday night. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's good to be back with you, Vince. Yeah, great to be back. Uh, the Dodgers did not play, so we will have an off-day episode. We took some questions from listeners. We'll get to those in the second half of the show. Uh, first half of the show, we'll talk about the playoff roster and how Kind of how it stands right now. Uh, Which is also based on a listener question. Yes. Uh, You know, kind of 20 games left, a lot can change, but uh, we'll kind of predict what we can right now, and then we'll go from there. But before that, just a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers, wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in the car in the morning, tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked On Dodgers. Okay, so we both talked about uh, this in the last couple days, but now we can kind of get together on it. Uh, with the Verdugo injury and with Rich Hill seemingly coming back, you know, there's some interesting decisions the Dodgers are going to have to make in terms of the playoff roster. And maybe one with Verdugo being hurt, that might have eased the decision. So where do you want to start, pitchers or position players? Uh, might as well start with position players because that's a little bit easier. 
Yeah. Uh, there's really only one question mark. Well, two question marks. Uh, there's the question of who's going to be the backup catcher, Russell Martin or Austin Barnes. And obviously the guy who didn't get sent to the minors is probably uh, in the lead right now. Uh, but, you know, the fact is Austin Barnes, when he's good, is probably better than Russell Martin at this point. And so there, there's definitely a possibility that Barnes would uh, have a strong September. He'll be back, uh, I think, starting for Friday's game with the Giants. Yeah. And so there's a chance he will have a, a strong September and earn that backup spot. I guess there's even a chance he could earn the starting spot. Uh, he did end up as the postseason starter the last two years after not being the starter during the regular season. Uh, but that was more about Grandall than it was about Barnes. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of the question marks is who's going to be the backup catcher. Uh, but it's it's kind of a minor question mark compared to the other one, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is the one we've kind of talked about. And, you know, it's just kind of the extra guy. If Verdugo's healthy and he comes back, then i got to say he's might be a lock if he's healthy and he's back, which is two big questions. Uh, but, you know, our guy, our friend of the show, Matt Beatty, he's right there on the edge. And I, you know, with Verdugo out, I think that opens up the door for him. I don't see uh, any other way they would go that would, you know, really make too much sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard, though, because, you know, so so basically what we're talking about is we're talking about a 13-man, uh, 13 position players. So you have the eight starters, we'll say, Bellinger, Jock, and Pollock, you know, even though obviously Jock is going to be a platoon guy, but we'll count him as a starter uh, in the outfield. Muncie, I, we're assuming Lux is going to have a strong September and make the roster, right? Yeah, that's the assumption. I, I guess that would be the other part, big question. Yeah, and then Seeger and Turner, and then Will Smith. So that's your eight starters, and then you have a backup catcher for one of the spots, so that leaves four more spots. Chris Taylor and Kike Hernandez. I guess it's possible that they leave one of them off since they're, you know, kind of serve the same role. But uh, it, it seems unlikely that they would take them off because they both provide so much flexibility and they've both been hitting pretty well lately. Uh, so that's two more spots, which means you only have two spots left. And you have David Freeze, Matt Beatty, um, and Alex Verdugo. And so. If, if Verdugo's healthy, only two of those three can make it. And, uh, you know, and that's what we've talked about the last couple of days. Uh, I, right now, my guess is that Verdugo is not going to get healthy in time to to really get back up to speed in time, at least for the division series. And so I assume that Freeze and Beatty both make it and Verdugo doesn't. Uh, but then they can change the roster every series. And so who knows what goes what happens going forward after that. Oh, I was on mute. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really going to be based on that, but that's really the only tough decision they have. And if Lux doesn't have a strong showing, uh, that all but guarantees Beatty will be on there, and uh, Kike or Taylor will be starting second base. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, moving on to the pitchers, that's where the real, you know, conundrum comes from. You got Bueller, Kershaw. And for you, I'm assuming Ryu, as long as he stays, you know. Yeah, unless we find Mostly, out that his struggles have been injury-related, yeah, uh, he's yeah, exactly. still a lock. Yeah, he whether he's the, the number ERA one or number, yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah, whether he's the number one or number three is really the question, I guess, now with Ryu. Yeah, uh, so we have three okay. starters who are locks. you got Ryu, Kershaw, and Bueller. Then that fourth starter position is kind of a question mark. And really, you know, it, so we're talking 12, 12 pitchers. And so that's three of the starters. And then the relievers who are locks, you know, Kenley is a lock, uh, at least right now. Pedro Baez is a lock. Joe Kelly's a lock. Um, and Julio's then, a lock. Julio's but, a lock. Yeah, not as, could be a starter, but he's a lock for sure on the staff. He's a lock to be on the roster. So that's that's seven pitchers, which means you have five spots left, uh, and you've got Rich Hill as a possibility. You have Caleb Ferguson, Dylan Floro, uh, Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, Adam Kalarik, Kenta Maeda, and Casey Sadler. And Ross Stripling. Stripling. So you have nine guys, really. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Josh Spores isn't really an option. Uh, I think he's really the only... Oh, and Yemi Garcia. I'm kind of ruling him out. Yeah. Uh, and even that, you know, could change, I guess. But um, So you have nine guys battling for those last five spots. And, you know, if Rich Hill comes back and is solid and ready to be in the rotation... He takes one of those spots. Uh, I don't know. What do you, what's your guess? Who do you think takes those those five spots out of those nine guys? Yeah, so I'm going to go air on – or not air. I'm going to be on the side that Rich Hill's fine, and he has enough to be a starter, at least a two-time three lineup starter. So he's getting one of those spots. Uh, and then – I don't know, man. I mean, even Caleric, I'd, I'm going to assume Caleric will be on there. Uh, because he is more of a specialist, more so than the other right. lefties, and uh, so they'll, they'll probably need that. And then after that, it's just I don't know. Somebody's got to show out. Sadler's been getting some good time lately. He's been pitching well. I think he can get his way on there. Uh, you know, Ferguson, if he keeps it up, and I've talked about him the last couple of nights, if he keeps it up, he's on there for sure. Uh, so you know that. So that well, that's that leaves one spot for either Gonsolin, Maeda. Or May or Stripling. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I, I definitely back myself in a quarter. Uh, I think we'll see how Maeda does as a reliever the rest of this month. I think Gonsolin has the best chance between him and May just because uh, he's been more consistent starting. And that once, oh, I guess only one time I was open. So I don't know. Uh, right now, I'll take Maeda and Gonsolin and maybe not Ferguson, but. Obviously, it can all change. Yeah, I don't think Ferguson and Kalerik will both be on the roster, even though Ferguson's, Ferguson's not really a, a lefty specialist. I, I still don't see them both being on there with all the other options. Uh, it's it's tough to guess who, but, you know, and it's sad. Dylan Floro is just kind of, after starting the season so great, he's kind of the odd man out. JT Shagwa hasn't even come into the conversation. Um, yeah, basically, my thoughts on the postseason roster are, I'm glad that's not up to me. Um, which is kind of funny because for a team with a bullpen issue, they sure do have an issue of we have too many guys who probably deserve to be on a postseason roster. You know, maybe not lights out guys like you might want, but a lot of pretty solid relievers. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be, you know, last 20 games, they're definitely going to figure out what they want. And like we've said before, the, the Dodgers with, you know, the luxury they're going to clinch in the next week or so more than likely they have that luxury to, you know, test those guys out and see what they got. And, and 
give these guys chances to earn their spot in, in the postseason. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited to see who steps up and who you know, doesn't. Yeah, that was based on a question from Julian Oriola at Julian underscore what. So thank you, Julian. Um, should we bump the Kenley talk to the next segment? Yeah, we'll bump it. Uh, we'll talk about Jansen and then answer the rest of your guys' questions in the next segment. But before we head to break, remember to check out Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, every time you buy some Bombas socks, they donate a pair of socks to someone in need. So it's like Tom's, but for socks. Uh, find out more about what feet they dream about at bombas.com slash locked and get 20% off. That's 20% off at bombas.com slash locked. We'll be right back. Oh, hey, Vince. So hey. it's 10.38 p.m. on a Sunday night where I am, and I really, really want some chocodiles. You know chocodiles, right? They're like Twinkies, but covered in chocolate. Yes, I've heard of them. I want some chocodiles, but I don't have any chocodiles here. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to live like this? Well, fortunately for you, there is something called Postmates. And Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery, a.k.a. chocodile delivery service all year round. No, I said chocodiles. Nobody's going to deliver me chocodiles. You really think Postmates will deliver, deliver me chocodiles? Well, anything you're craving, which is chocodiles at this moment, yeah. Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, and traditional retailers. Anything you could possibly want or need, they can get it. But it's 1038 on a Sunday night. Well, the good thing about Postmates is that it's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and whatever you want will get there within the hour. I don't even know where the store is, though. The good part is you don't need to know where the store is, you know? You just, they'll find the store, they'll bring it to you, no more trips, you ain't got to get up, you ain't got to put clothes on, stay in your, in your shorts and, you know, let them bring it to you. Yeah, let's pretend I have shorts on. Um, <laughs> well, that all sounds really great. Now, if Postmates would just develop an app so I could do it from my phone, we'd be set. Well, once again, you are in luck. The Postmates app is available for iOS or Android for free. You can browse all the restaurants, all the businesses, all the stores that you want, and track your delivery in real time. They're going to pr probably charge me a ton to deliver, though, aren't they? Actually, because you listen to, or because you're part of Logdown Dodgers, and because you listeners are listening to this show postmates is giving you guys $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start those free deliveries. You just got to download the app, use code lock on and you got a hundred bucks of free delivery for a week. So anything you need, anytime you need it, even chocodiles, maybe especially chocodiles postmate it download postmates and save with the code locked on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we're back, and uh, we're going to keep the obscure former Dodger of the day very brief today because we have a lot of questions that we want to get to from you guys. 
Uh, but this guy came up to mind because he was he had a cameo on one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I saw that episode the other night, so it made me think of him. And that's Todd Zeal. Todd Zeal, he was, he made a cameo, or not a cameo because he was not playing himself, but he was an episode of King of Queens, uh, which is one of my favorite shows. But Todd Zeal played for the Dodgers in 1997 and 98. He had 31 home runs in 97. I believe part of a, another quartet with 30 plus home runs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then he hit 19 home runs in the first half of 1998 before he was dealt to the Cardinals. No. No, he was in the Mike Piazza trade, went to the Marlins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Todd Gio, he played with a bunch of teams in the majors. But I always remember him for being on King of Queens and for hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah. Uh, his name has come up. This is the fourth time his name has come up in our obscure former Dodgers. Uh, because he was in that Mike Piazza trade that also included Jim Eisenreich, who I did recently, and Charles Johnson, who both of us have done, our one and only repeat. Uh, the only other two thoughts I have on Todd Zeal, uh, my best friend Bernie growing up called him Todd Zelly because Bernie's strong suit was not reading. Uh, and I recently heard Sean Foreman, the creator of Baseball Reference, say that Todd Zeal is their test case. Basically, whenever they have a new feature on the site. They check it on Todd Zeal's page because he kind of did everything. Uh, he played for a bunch of teams. He was involved in a lot of trades. He signed his free agent. He uh, played a lot of positions. And so kind of Todd Zeal is their test case on baseball reference whenever they have a new feature they want to test. So I thought that was fun. That is interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll touch on this one real quick. Uh, because we've kind of talked about it before, but a question from Rich at Richie Perez underscore. How much longer does Doc let Kenley write it out, and who's next up if he can't get it done? Uh, we have similar thoughts on this, so Jeff will let you answer real quick. Yeah, uh, basically until they know whether or not Kenley's going to get right. And and honestly, you know, I'm probably softer on Kenley than a lot of people are, uh, nicer to him, I guess, uh, because – even when he struggles, it's different struggles, which means he is changing things. And so uh, it's not like he's still coming in, giving up a bunch of home runs. He does give up a homer sometimes, but everybody does. And so, yeah, they're going to give Kenley every chance to get right because the Dodgers are a better team if Kenley is pitching well. And the only way for him to get it right is to keep pitching. And that's the point of having a huge lead in September is you can keep doing that. Uh, I would think they'll give him at least another you know, week and a half, two weeks. Uh, maybe with a couple weeks left, if he's still really, really struggling, they start. But, I mean, they've already – Pedro Baez got a save. Joe Kelly has gotten saves in the past, so it's not like they have unproven guys. So uh, they're going to give Kenley as long as they can until the games start mattering in October. Uh, but if he's still struggling, he's not going to be a closer in October. All right, next question uh, we're both going to answer, and then we'll rotate with some other questions. Uh, this one's from Luis at underscore underscore revive, I believe. Out of the four rookies called up this year, um, maybe the four big rookies because there was another rookie, but uh, between Lux, May, Gonsolin, Will Smith, and Beatty, who was another rookie, uh, Garlic, Rios, not counting, I guess, because they're not really on the roster right now. Uh, who do you think has the highest potential and why? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead, because my dog's barking. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, 
it's really hard. I think I think I'm going to go with Gavin Lux just because he plays a, a premium position, has the athleticism. You know, it's hard for me to pick a pitcher here just because pitchers, you know, the old saying, there's no such thing as a pitching prospect. Pitchers are scary as prospects. And so, uh, you know, I expect all those guys to be solid major leaguers. Matt Beatty, you know, dude can hit. We've seen it. And he's been solid defensively. Um, but Lux, I just think, has has all the tools to be the best of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Will Smith only because – not only because, but uh, because he plays a more premium position in the sense that there's not that many really good catchers and there is a fairly decent amount of good middle infielders. Uh, and just what we've seen from him, his arm, every time he throws the ball, it just makes me smile that we don't have to see uh, Grand. I mean, Grandal's arm wasn't terrible, but his accuracy wasn't great. And Austin Barnes' throws this year have been not of this world on, in the, on the wrong side. So I'm going Will Smith. I think he can be, you know, top five catcher uh, pretty soon. And if he's not, maybe not already, but pretty soon for sure. Yeah, uh, that he was probably a close second for me. Yeah. Um, okay, you have the next question, right? Yes. Uh, the next question is we're going to lump in a couple. Uh, one from at the Samuel Topete. And at... oh, I thought I was doing that one. Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the other one is at SoCal underscore librarian. Samuel asks, what's going on with Ryu, which we've touched on, but SoCalibrarian brings in another point of view on it that might be a factor. Earlier this week, Davis A. said that Will Smith might be a contributing factor to Ryu's recent troubles. Jeff, you think there's anything to that? Well, honestly, the fact that Vasse said it makes me immediately skeptical of it just because I've listened to a lot of the Dodgers postgame shows and stuff. And I'm not super impressed with David Vasse's uh, knowledge of, of baseball, <laughs> basically. Um, I think he knows how to talk baseball pretty well, uh, but I think his understanding is pretty rudimentary. Uh, but the fact is, Ryu has definitely pitched better with Russell Martin as his catcher than he has with the other three catchers. He's pitched some to Austin Barnes, some to Rocky Gale, and some to Will Smith. And so you can't totally discount the fact that Ryu has pitched better than Martin. Now, whether that's just coincidence that, you know, Ryu, Will Smith got called up late in the season as Ryu was getting, starting to get worn down maybe. Um, so so it could just be a timing coincidence. Uh, Martin and, and Smith both rate as good framers. Uh, if I remember right, Baseball Prospectus has has Smith better than Fangraphs does, but they both have him as above average. Uh, they also both have Russell Martin as a better framer than than Smith. And so, you know, there there could be some of that, but Smith is a good framer. And so, you know, the fact is, I, I don't know for sure. It's hard to tell, but it couldn't hurt since Will Smith has to have days off once in a while anyway, and Martin has to catch sometimes. It couldn't hurt to have Martin be... Smith's catcher, or I mean Ryu's catcher, uh, and see how that goes. Uh, but I, 
nothing jumps out at me as being obvious as to why it would be that Ryu pitches better to Martin. Doesn't mean it's not the case, uh, but it's, I don't know why it would be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question for you, Vince, from uh, at SoCalGirl1208. Do you think expectations are too high for Gavin Lux? I do not think the expectations are too high overall. I think maybe some people, and I don't know if, I want to say I'm guilty of it. I would say that that's what I want to see is Lux coming in and basically, you know, taking the world by storm and forcing his way onto the playoffs and into a starting spot, which is what we would like to see. But I don't think overall his expectations are, you know, probably an all-star caliber player. I do think he can get to that point. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, he had the first game when he had two hits, and then he's only had one hit in the next two games. But, you know, he's young. I don't expect too much from him. I think it's more of what people want to see and what we've seen from a lot of rookies recently that maybe, you know, some people might expect too much. But I don't think our expectations are too high for him. I think the expectations are right. And we're just, you know, all – trying to see the positive thing uh you know whereas we see the bullpen as negative all the time we always see the rookies coming up as positives just because we've seen them uh we've seen them put in work so uh but yeah overall i think the expectations are right where they need to be for gavin looks yep all right your next question jeff is from timothy moore who sent in an email which is very cool because you know not always about twitter in the age of advanced analytics, what is your favorite stat for pitchers and position players, respectively? Um, I don't know if I have a single favorite stat. I mean, <laughs> the reason war exists is to have a single stat that can tell you the contributions a player made. And so if I had to choose a single stat, it would probably still be war because I don't think any other single stat encapsulates everything like that. Uh, but there's also you know, multiple different versions of war, especially when it comes to pitchers, uh, fan graphs and, and baseball reference treat them much differently. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, and, and also starting pitchers and relief pitchers, different stats matter for them. Uh, but you know, if I had to pick one non-war stat for a pitcher, I think it would just be whip. How, how well does the guy do it? Keeping guys off the bases. Because chances are, if your whip is low, you're not going to allow many runners to score. As a reliever, if your whip is low, you're not going to be allowing inher inherited runners to score. You know, there there's a lot of a lot of value in how many base runners does the guy allow. Um, but you know, I'm glad I don't have to choose one stat because I also really like you know, strikeouts are important. And we talked about it with Casey Sadler. Um, it's kind of weird that he's had the success he has without striking out a lot of guys. So strikeouts are important. Um, walks are important. There's a lot of different things that are important. And so, uh, I don't know. And then as far as position players go, I like WRC plus, you know, if we're talking on the offensive side of the ball, weighted runs created plus it basically just, it attempts and does a pretty good job of, uh, factoring in encapsulating a player's entire offensive output into one number on a scale of 100 and it's really easy to see oh this dude had his wrc plus of 136 he was 36 percent above average offensively and so that's a pretty solid number to start with 
war war includes defense also um and you know base running and all that stuff so so there's a lot of value there i'm a big fan of war so that's my answer to that yeah uh and the advanced age of analytics you picked whip which is not that advanced which is still fun yeah exactly um all right last question from brandon at b underscore kahal kahale i don't know i don't know if it's hawaiian or not um he asks, what are the chances the Dodgers go after Anthony Rendon in the offseason? And if they get him, does Gavin Lux become expendable as trade bait? So the Dodgers, a lot of rumblings have been that the Dodgers will be players for Anthony Rendon. Whether it's, and it's been from a lot of national guys. It's been Rosenthal, Busseroni, Jim Bowden. So, you know, take all those with, for what you want. But I definitely think they will be interested. Obviously, he's a really good player, so obviously the Dodgers would be interested in a very good player. He would cost a lot. and But with Rich Hill's money coming off the books and the Homer Bailey money coming off the books and Turner having one more year and then he's off the books if they don't bring him back, uh, you know, I definitely think there'll be a player for him if they want him. And I definitely think that you know, we've talked about Turner moving to second. I don't think Turner would move to second. I think they would try to move Turner to first if they did do that, uh, just in order to maybe save JT's legs a little bit as well. So the chances I'll go with 50% at this point, just because we're not really sure. Uh, it's also going to depend, you know, how this season ends and how everything goes. But if they were to get him, does Lux become expendable? I don't necessarily think he becomes expendable because the Dodgers have always had that depth and maybe it may, it may be unfair. You know, Jock maybe have maybe played a year in the ma- uh, minors too long. Verdugo maybe played a year in the minors too long. Uh, and, you know, Lux is up now, but if they were to make a move like this, he might have to start the year in the minors. Uh, but I do think it would make other, a lot more guys expendable. Maybe not Gavin Lux. It would make, you know, maybe Kike or Taylor expendable. Um, you know, it'd be hard to see it, but you know, Max Muncy as well. There's different guys that could, you know, potentially open up, but at the end of the day, if they did get Rendon, they would have a plan in place. I don't think that's making guys expendable. I do think it's, it would open them up for other types of deals that they might want to make for other uh, potential to fill other uh, needs. So uh, yeah, but at this point uh, I don't get my hopes up too much for big time free agents just because we haven't seen them sign away big time free agents. They've re-signed their own guys, but never really thrown money at guys away, at least over like hundred mil. So, uh, but we'll see. I do like Rendon. That would be an interesting move. And, uh, and yeah, I, it would be fun to see. Yeah. He can hit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely can hit. So uh, yeah, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you guys for all your questions. The Dodgers have a few off days coming up in this last month. So we may be asking for more questions in the future. So get those ready. Uh, Jeff, you got anything else before we head out for the week? Uh, no, but yeah, you don't even have to wait for us to a- ask for questions. Feel free to ask us questions anytime you want. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the week. Thank you for listening to Locked on Dodgers. We'll be back on Monday talking about hopefully a three-game sweep of the Giants and the Dodgers clinching the NL West. Uh, we, that would be an ideal weekend. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, Himalaya, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, 
wherever you think we sound best, whatever you use on the daily basis. But if you do have Apple on your phone and you don't use it, if you could also subscribe on there, help us out, help us get up those charts and noticed by more fans in order to, you know, help everybody out. Uh, If you like the show, please show us, subscribe, like I said, download, listen every day, tell people about us. You know, we can only tell so many people uh, without feeling like over promotion. So if you guys want to promote us, that would be very, very beneficial. Uh, You can rate and review us in your favorite podcast app uh, or app, just Apple. We've gotten pretty good week i think we got four or five reviews this week picked or four or five ratings and a couple reviews this week so please continue to do that if you haven't already done so or don't continue please do so if you haven't done so uh if you want to follow us on social media we can find us at on twitter and instagram at lock on dodgers you can follow jeff on twitter at snydog you can follow me at vince samperio if you want to call and leave us a voicemail you can do so at 323-863-LOCK we're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play a podcast locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. D- I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now, uh uh-huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, You know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.